0: Twenty-seven you bam Random the futures of rock and roll. Welcome to Dunk teeny episode thirty-one. Today's show, Simone attends a puppy baptism, the cover-up of Paul McCartney's death is mocked, and Stephanie explains worship to a baffled Simone. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello,
1: Simone. How are you, Dong?
2: I'm Dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, Dong?
1: I'm donning very well because just before we started recording, you told me you have another McNuggets story.
2: <laughs> I do. Indeed, I do. It's so a few I'm episodes ago. Yes. Yeah. A few episodes ago, we had a story about McNuggets. You presented the story about McNuggets, and I also had saved it, and it was so great because you came out with it first. <laughs>
0: but, oh, nice. And in that
2: story, a woman had offered uh, oral sex to people in the drive thru because she wanted chicken McNuggets, which was utterly tragic. So, the story I have, it actually references that it says McDonald's chicken McNuggets are causing all sorts of sorts of mayhem lately. First there was the woman who allegedly tried to trade sex for McNuggets. <laughs> and uh and so it goes on. Now a British teenager has collapsed after a lifetime of eating McNuggets and only McNuggets.
1: <laughs> after a lifetime of eating lifetime. Only McNuggets. Like 17
2: Seventeen year old oh. factory worker Stacy Irvine of Castlevale, Birmingham, had has consumed no food items other than McNuggets since the time she could chew food, age Stop two. It. Yes. How did she you, says how'd you live she, that long. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, well, sorry. It says in parentheses, well, apparently Irvine also eats French fries and has tried toasted potato chips once or twice.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's what kept her alive. Thank God. I guess
2: so. Um, She says she has never tasted fresh fruit or vegetables.
1: (laughs) Oh, my. Did she die?
2: No, she didn't die because she was alive to give that quote. But um, she says... My main meal is always chicken nuggets every day, she told the man. Oh. McDonald's chicken McNuggets are my favorite. But I also like KFC and supermarket brands.
1: <laughs> oh my
2: god, what does she look like? Does there's she... no picture of her, there's just a picture of nuggets. I'm just
1: picturing a picture, <laughs> like a mugshot of a McNugget <laughs> <I know. laughs> with, with hair on
2: it or something. <laughs> this is just... After being <laughs> hospitalized last week after struggling to breathe and collapsing at work,
0: <laughs> she has
2: been warned by doctors to change her appalling diet or die. <laughs> now recovering on at home on a high dose course of vitamins, Irvine says she'll never give up the McNugs. this <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, McNugs, bread. but here's this my favorite. My favorite is this quote from her mother. <laughs> She's been told in no uncertain terms that she will die if she carries on like this, her exasperated mother Yvonne chimed in. But Stacy says she can't eat anything else. It breaks my heart to see her her eating those damn nuggets.
1: (laughs) Isn't she the one that fed her only McNuggets when she was two? I know!
2: There was a huge period where she was in charge of what she ate, and she gave her the nuggets. And this doesn't address that at all. Wow. yeah so there you go I just love that she's called. I just like that she didn't realize what she was doing and now she's 17 and collapsing and she's like those damn nuggets
1: I wonder how many other people are out there eating only one thing
2: that's what made that's what I thought too because I was like wow yeah. part of me was shocked that this was happening and then I was shocked that this had, I hadn't heard of this before happening to somebody else
1: yeah so- seriously <laughs> Maybe it's like that Taco Bell salmonella outbreak where they just, like, didn't tell anybody until 10 months after. <laughs> so it yeah. just came out, you know? And yeah. Maybe they're maybe holding back a lot, a lot of stories
2: of, of McNugget addicts.
1: Because I had a coworker who died of mad cow disease. Oh, it that's was, right. Yeah, seven years ago. I remember because it was right after Lolly was born. And Lolly just had her birthday. But um, my co-worker, she was in her 50s. But she just suddenly just mentally deteriorated and it was mad cow and it never made the news. Yeah, because they, they,
2: yeah, there's such a big cover up about that.
1: That was scary. Anyway,
2: Um, Um. before we move on from the Nuggets, on the page that I'm reading about the Chicken McNuggets, under most popular stories in the right hand column, I see something that says the bacon tampon. Oh! Should I click on this? Click on it, please. <laughs>
1: Since I can't write this second. <laughs> Let's
2: see if it's any good. No, not, we'll cut it out. How could it not be? The bacon tampon. Doctors find salt pork stops nosebleeds. Oh, bacon. Oh. Is there no end to the blessings you bestow? Oh, Apparently stuffing raw bacon up your nose stops uncontrollable nosebleeds. Well, they wow. Either. I thought they were going to put it in the vagina and somehow that was I know. going to connect. I thought it was going to be like acupuncture where there's a pressure point that there was somehow a, a vaginal bacon connection that was going to stop the nosebleed, but I guess not.
1: <laughs> vaginal sausage connection. Makes more sense.
2: <sighs> oh, man. Okay. Now, the other thing I wanted to tell you was uh, there was a woman awaiting a heart transplant. And on the way to transplanting it, let me just find the exact uh, point in the story. A heart was being transported to a hospital in Mexico City to be transplanted into a patient there. After it was unloaded from the helicopter outside the hospital, the lid of the cooler it was in came loose and the heart fell out onto the street.
1: Oh! One
2: phase, they picked up the heart, and the doctors proceeded to stick it in the patient. <laughs>
1: oh no, they didn't. Was it
2: well, just the... says it says was wrapped in plastic, okay, so it's not totally insane. But oh, uh... <laughs> but
1: yeah, they bring that stuff in in coolers because I work in yeah. the emergency room. And um, yeah. did I ever tell you about the time? um i was back you know at the back desk near triage where they bring people in right off the ramp from the ambulance and the Uh airlift and um this nurse was running around going where's that scalp where's that scalp and and she was like oh there it is and she picked up this cooler and it had like you know she picked up the lid and it had a a a scalp like an indian would have scalped somebody (laughs) like long hair attached to scalp skin right and I asked her later, after the patient had been admitted to surgery, I was like, what was that story? And she said, oh, it was a grocery checker whose hair got caught in the conveyor belt. It scalped her just perfectly cleanly. And she couldn't, she, like, wasn't even in very much pain. Oh Isn't that crazy?
2: How could she not be in pain? I don't know. That's a big rip. That's a lot of ripping happening. Oh, my God.
1: That's horrible. <laughs> Where's the scalp? Where's the scalp? and I've heard them say where's that finger you know oh I need the finger now <gasps> <laughs> things like that that's so yeah. amazing you would not believe how many people get have amputated fingers like every day <laughs> like it happens all what
2: the time what kind of things cause them to amputate it it's What's usually some thing?
1: sort of um like working with like wood woodwork like sanders and tools right. and belts you know like that sort of thing so yeah so be careful boys and girls
2: you definitely. Please be careful. Um, but with this woman and her heart falling on the ground, I wrote a blog post, I think it was maybe last year, about germs. Like, say you're, you're wearing a shoe, but you step in dog shit, but then you kind of feel its presence for... Anytime you think of it, like you just feel the germs through your shoe, yeah. like it's actually touching you and it never did. So I'm wondering like, if a heart had fallen on the ground and you knew it, would you just feel yeah. like your chest have this insane, and it's all mental, it's have completely mental. Yeah, just picturing is. gravel like, just in your chest. I feel like that would haunt me for some time if I knew my heart had fallen on the ground. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I If it would do that if your foot stepped in dog crap then definitely
2: yeah yeah I would think so that was my that was the f- it's, that's the first thing I thought of when I when I when I read that this had happened yeah. so well, at least I'm, they didn't I, drop it in dog now shit
1: now I'm feeling it on my feet so,
2: yeah that's the thing if you think about someone else doing it you feel it in your feet it's, it's very nice it's a very it shows you're you're an empathetic person oh. <laughs> I'm really I'm really
1: empathetic sometimes <laughs> Like when, um whenever I, I hear somebody crack their knuckles, I feel like delicious relief with that. <laughs> I'm like, do you ah, crack your yeah. knuckles? I never do. Sometimes, I, and I crack my neck. I used to crack it more, but it feels so good. And it would horrify people. They're like, oh my god,
2: <laughs> I'm afraid to do it. I think
1: I've, that's what I, they I'm... would always say to me too. They're like, you're going to paralyze yourself one day. <laughs>
2: But you know what I do? I rub my eyes, and that's really bad for them, me too.
1: Should, oh, David hates it when like I rub a... my eyes. He's like, "Stop that! You're on arm restriction." I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "That's really bad for your eyes." I'm like, "There's no way!" It feels so good. Such a
2: good, <laughs> such a good feeling to have
1: a good eye rub. I'm like, why did yeah, God yeah. make eye rubs feel so good if they are so bad? <laughs> I'm not convinced they're that bad, but David says he's never done that to his eyes. I'm like, oh, you should try it. Oh, <laughs> it's, really- <laughs> it's the best! <laughs> it is. <laughs> What is it about an eye rub that just makes you go? I don't know. It feels so good. Like if you're about to fall asleep and you can like, there's just like this magic window where you can like rub your eyes and it's it feels like heaven and it puts you to sleep. It's not like a wide awake eye rub.
2: Such a weird thing. Doesn't even make it like even while you're doing it. Like why is this good? You know. But it is. Does Greg do it? I've never noticed him do it. Does he mind
1: when you do it? Cause no, he just doesn't like, mind yes, when I do it. it.
2: Yeah, and I, he probably would mind more if he understood how bad it was for my eyes. I think it might assist in causing retinal collapse.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. that's bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's bad.
2: But it's like I'm an alcoholic. It's like, I don't care. I know all the information, but I don't care. This is what I need. This is what I want.
1: I know. Well, I've always heard it will give you wrinkles, you know. Um, oh. But I don't care about bad. that. Well, no. maybe I do care a little bit, but.
2: Yeah, once it's too Not late. Not enough to stop. No. <laughs> um, so the other thing I wanted to talk about was, I went to see Minnie Mansions, who we both love, oh, uh, nice. on the 30th of December. And I guess, I'm you know, I'm an old cranky lady now, so if I go to these shows, <laughs> I just want to go there, just before the band I want to see start, see them and leave. And I don't have tolerance for people talking and getting my way. Right. And I'm just, you know, I'm just... You know, I'm too intolerant of this stuff. So these two guys are standing just in front of me, but on either side of me. And they leant into each other to speak to each other in between songs. So they're both, Mm -hmm. their heads are like blocks, pretty much in front of my head. And I was like, whatever. And then the next song started and it was my favorite song. And these boneheads were still right in front of me chatting. And just because I feel, you know, old and empowered by my being a cranky old, concert goer i just parted them like curtains and said god damn it and just parted them (laughs) and and they were like young and pimply so they were like oh because i must even though i don't look that old i would look old to them so they just looked intimidated and they didn't even they just ended their conversation because i parted them (laughs) and it was just you know i i I was kind of like wow i can't believe i did that but then i was thinking about it It those were two girls I wouldn't do it because girls are so much scarier than guys. Like, could you imagine getting into no. a bitch fight with a girl? Like, I wouldn't do it. Uh, would you do
1: it? No, 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 no. Like, there is totally some sort. It's the same policy or, or theory about why, um, as a woman, you would rather work for a male boss than for a woman boss and vice versa. Yes. You know, like, I feel I feel like I can get the kind of preferential treatment from my male bosses. <laughs> But I'm kind of scared of the female bosses, you know what I mean? So, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And just today, I was getting off the bus, and I didn't have my pass, or I, I had the wrong card or something like that. And it was, you know, this guy who was, like, probably 25 driving the bus. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. Don't don't worry about it. And, um, and But if it was a girl, they would have been like, <sighs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, totally. That sort of thing. Yeah,
2: yeah I remember, you can't get into a confrontation with a girl, because they'll just, they'll you know, they'll just chew you out, because you're afraid, it's almost like a game of chicken, oh. somebody's somebody's going to back down, but I'm always sure it's going to be me so I'm just afraid of getting <laughs> chewed out by another girl, like I'm sure that every other woman is, you know, stronger than I am so I'm just like oh,
1: <laughs> if I yell at her,
2: she'll just give me a look
0: and I'll feel really stupid. Well,
1: one time I was um, at a wedding in Oregon and it was like this outdoor evening wedding and the bride was like, oh can you tell the caterer that we're ready for the cake now, so I ran into the kitchen and I was like Angela says she's ready for the cake and the caterer, I guess, was like trying to pick up something really heavy and she goes, Tell her I'll be out in a minute. And oh. I just started crying. <gasps> <No.
2: laughs> See? That's the kind of reaction a woman can do that can just gut you. Or if a man does it, it, it wouldn't scare me as much. I'd be like, What a fucking asshole. You yeah, know? and you can kinda of walk really out. Mad.
0: But I think it's, women, a, this,
2: I like, this, it's like in with the whole code of you know men not hitting women. So if they're mean to women, it's it's in the same realm of they they like beat up on you. So you just be like, what yeah. a dick. But if a girl does it, it's like game on, and and then it's all scary and real.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, with the guys, I guess it's some kind of underlying sexual tension thing or some sort of element there. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Because
1: um, I, someone told me a few years ago whenever you're in a route, like p- two people of the opposite sex are together. There's always some kind of sexual tension. And I was like, no way. You know, like me mm. and my grandpa or, you know, they're like, nope, even then and I'm like, what? <laughs> So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I could, maybe I could kind of see some form of it, but I don't know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. On the unconscious, subconscious register. But yeah. Any listeners with psychology degrees carried yeah. away on it and on this. <laughs> Call the dong mail, please,
2: do. please call the dong mail 323
1: <laughs> Dong, <3-2-3-3-0-1-dong. laughs> that's 323 301. Dong, dong, <laughs> can you say that one more time? Dong, <laughs> okay. I'm picturing a girl dong, like the cartoon dong we were talking about in the last episode. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this, this, this is a girl dong with eyelashes drama saying <sighs> dong with through the people.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm a dong. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: it was bad. I was trying to be a dong and southern, a southern bell dog.
1: <laughs> you be the Aussie dong and I'll be the southern dong
2: <laughs> Oh, an Aussie dong would just be a crass dong. <laughs> As a going love, you wanna root? <laughs>
1: Sugar, I don't have time today.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But if we're both being dongs, are they just going to, like, butt heads?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that Tasty should draw a cartoon series for us.
2: (laughs) Yes, he should. (laughs) Dong on dong. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Ugh.
1: So I saw some pictures on your wall of a puppy baptism you went to at Duncan and Natasha's. And I saw the invite and it was so adorable. It was. That I need some more details, please.
2: Well, the puppy baptism. So if any of our listeners also listen to the Lavender Hour, you would probably know that Duncan and Natasha had adopted a dog that was pregnant when they got it. And uh, it had five pup. She had five puppies, so they had a baptism for for the puppies, which was so awesome. It was kind of like adoption party, uh, bab- slash baptism. But it was so great because they had a guy who was like acting as a preacher he had a black shirt and a collar and he did the full service and we all had prayer sheets and everything for the whole oh, thing prayer <laughs> sheets. yeah yeah like with hymns and then like the readings and everything it was so it was so great and at some point one of the neighbors I guess was peering over the fence and then <laughs> Natasha called out we're having a baptism <laughs>
1: <laughs> while they're holding all these dogs
2: exactly so they went they took them up one at a time two had already been been adopted out at this point of the five so the remaining three uh were were, were taken up and, and 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 baptized with water and it was just the most adorable thing so but i wore black oh. to uh to mourn the loss of their religious freedom <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> they didn't have a choice did they? they had
2: no choice
1: <laughs> so yeah so
2: it was one of the cutest things I've ever I've ever seen so that's and I, I, I videoed idea. most of it but yeah I was just like I can't believe like yeah uh, uh, another girl that was there lent in me and says like this is the greatest thing I've ever been to uh,
1: <laughs> let's post a clip on the website
2: yeah I totally should that's awesome it that was the greatest thing ever
1: so what were you saying about Paul McCartney is really dead
2: oh okay listeners any of you and I definitely know this includes you if you have Netflix Netflix streaming, you must watch Paul McCartney is really dead. It is it's a it's a doc you know the whole Paul is dead thing, like supposedly there's clues on Abbey Road that Paul is really dead and the cover shows that he's the body and you know George is the undertaker or whatever. All it's all laid out, you know, there's all these clues that Paul really died. Well, this is a whole hour and something documentary detailing it all. <laughs>
1: Wow. But it's
2: so ridiculous. It's it's like the room of documentaries.
1: Is it so, trying w- to be funny or is it? I can't tell. It's
2: so ridiculous that I almost feel like it must be. But then I, because I almost want to believe that that it is that it's it's serious so it starts out this guy says we received this package at our office in hollywood and he holds it up and then the address is in thousand oaks which is like 40 minutes away <laughs> from Hollywood. <laughs> so already i know he's talking a bunch of shit um but probably most people watching it wouldn't know that um he said and these tapes claim that they were george harrison telling this story we ran it through four different means of um of an authentication process, trying to determine if this was really George. But then as soon as they start playing the tapes, it's like, you didn't need an authentication process. This is not George Harrison. <laughs> it's the worst accent imaginable. And it doesn't <laughs> sound like his voice, but he's just telling the whole story of where the Beatles were at and they were recording an album. And then Paul and John had a fight. So Paul left in the middle of the night and it was raining. And then the, this weird guy named Maxwell that's how he says it in his accent, Maxwell. <laughs> Is
1: this
0: Maxwell. an American or a
1: Brit?
2: You know, he's, he's trying. To, he's supposed to be George Harrison, and oh, speaking in his Liverpoolian oh, accent, oh. there's like Maxwell <laughs> <laughs> came to, came to us at the studio, and it's just so bad. And so, so apparently, the government thought that if it got out that Paul had died, there would be suicides all over the place. Oh. So they had to cover it up. So, um, oh, so yeah, so Paul has died. They get a guy, they have like a Paul McCartney look-alike contest and then the guy who wins, they take him and give him plastic surgery to make him look more and more like Paul. And, and they call him fake Paul, which they <laughs> trim down to fall. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've only watched half of it, but it's and so this is
1: streaming. Ridiculous.
2: It's streaming. You can watch it right as soon as you get off the phone.
1: I can't so, believe they even made it on there it sounds so illegitimate that's it
2: is so it's totally ridiculous so then it just keeps talking about the clues that show that he's and, and, and George is telling this whole story and one of the things George says is like on the cover of their album yesterday and today how they put all the songs in order that had all this meaning but that album isn't a real album that's like two albums put to, songs from two different albums compiled on a capital release they didn't construct <laughs> that album or the track listing it's complete crap
1: So, anyway, it's amazing. What year was it made?
2: The documentary? Yeah. Oh, within the last few years, yeah. So, yeah, it's so awesome. So, everybody, Paul McCartney is really dead. I highly recommend it, and I'm going to finish it this weekend. (laughs) I have to.
1: The best thing ever. (laughs) So, what were you saying about the Glendale man?
2: Oh, yeah, so... uh,
1: (laughs) It's already good.
2: (laughs) Okay, so I guess this guy was pulled over in Glendale. Glendale is a neighbouring city to uh, Los Angeles. It's in Los Angeles County. It's just very close to where I live. Um, The married computer technician was allegedly sitting in the driver's seat of his 2004 Honda Accord with no pants or underwear on. (laughs) When asked why, the suspect said he was sexually frustrated and hadn't had sex in a month, and that driving naked gave him a sense of freedom... (laughs)
1: Oh, my God.
2: I just love that he said it gave him a sense of freedom. Like, you'd say that to police. Police have pulled you over. It's like, it just gives me a sense of freedom.
1: <laughs> That's not really what you want if you're frustrated, right?
2: I know. Just having your dick out,
1: free. Wow.
2: So, uh, but anyway, they, they searched his car and they found a glass pipe alongside his pants and underwear. Oh, my God.
0: But, um... Uh, it it turns out he's... A, a, yeah, it Was
2: it a, a it was or... Yeah, it was a crack or meth pipe or something like that.
1: I don't that's know too
2: bad drugs are consumed. Uh, anyway, it says uh, investigators determined that Khan was a serial neighborhood masturbator <laughs> 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 who had been haunting the cul-de-sacs and driveways of the city. <laughs> haunting. <laughs> haunting. So yes, yeah, so that's why I say the story. Not that... People aren't wanking all over the place all the time. I just like the way that this was worded—that he'd been haunting and that he had a sense of freedom. But yes, yeah, so he turned into Serial masturbator. Serial masturbator? neighborhood masturbator.
1: Neighborhood. <laughs> that sounds like someone that should be in Mister Rogers' neighborhood or something like
2: that. <laughs> There's a masturbator in your neighborhood. <laughs> Oh, well, There's a picture of the guy. He looks pretty pathetic. I almost wish I could have his, his penile freedom. <laughs> okay, now, so I had a big question to ask. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you about worship. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I just, I, I understand why people might, you know, want to believe a God, be thankful to God for this and that, and hope that he helps them out. But I don't understand worship. At all I like know. what is the point because it just makes god seem like this massive egomania <laughs> it does uh,
1: it totally does <laughs> like you give me this because i deserve it you know, like yeah, come you kiss, kiss my, my ass in a formal ass. setting you know and <laughs> it's kind of yeah um because you know how i'm into the original languages like i try to figure out what the greek and the hebrew yes. mean. you know what's interesting is that just like this last week someone told me that um when she first started, like her doctoral degree in theology or something, um, her first Greek class, the professor, the first thing he did was go up to the chalkboard and he wrote Philippians 4:13, "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." Do you know that verse? It's um, kind of this like big Christian verse or whatever. Yeah, but, I've heard it. Um, yeah, so he he wrote it out in Greek and he goes, the actual the actual thing that Paul was saying in Greek was I can face all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not I can do all things. Like I can't, you know, yeah. Turn invisible and morph into snuffle up, Or, you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's funny how those things get tweaked in the translation. So it's totally. Um, so when I've like, I was reading a year or two ago about, about what worship means. And it's kind of um, whatever the Hebrew is in the Psalms is, it means like um, to kind of meditate or just think mm-hmm. on um, things that aren't so tangible. Just kind uh-huh. of, th- you know, kind of um, take yourself higher a little bit. Like, you know, how Duncan and Natasha or, or sometimes on Lavender Hour, they'll talk about kind of getting on a higher plane. It's kind of that sort of thing. Right, right. <laughs> it's a sort of mindfulness where you're like kind of taking yourself out of, okay you know here are my problems and here's the crap i'm dealing with today and um and just kind of reminding yourself of other things that are easy to forget right right maybe so um that's what i've that yeah it's funny you brought that up because that's why um read it to me in the hebrew the original language but growing up e- like with this evangelical christian family they talked about going to worship and and so you'd go there and and the church we went to was, like, a big warehouse, and they'd sing these songs that were all about, um, you know, getting excited. Like, people were acting really excited and happy about this. And yeah. I was just like, I can't get on board with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't want to to be acting like I feel this way when I don't really get what's going on type of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, for all the talk we do of, of,
2: of cults, the, the whole singing of hymns and just the praise songs just seems mm-hmm. so... Kind of cultish to me you know like it
1: does.
2: god is great and
1: yeah. everyone's just
2: beaming and it's you know it's it's it, it, because it, it, if somebody wanted to have like a personal conversation with god and just sort of express stuff that's one thing but when everyone's just yeah. going along blindly singing these ridiculous songs that are not necessarily relevant to their own lives it just kind of weirds me out
1: yeah totally and um it's funny because when I met David because he, he had just gotten his Masters in Theology and he his friend Rich, you know, you've met Rich he's a pastor, yes. but um, they would snowboard almost every day because it was up in Vancouver and they said that that was their worship. They're yep. like, worship is actually like whenever you're doing something you really like and yeah. you're just really excited and I was like, oh my god you know, going to, to any show that isn't a, a Christian music <laughs> related show is worship <laughs> for me because like I've you know, I've never felt closer to heaven i i guess than i do when i'm yeah. at a show that i love like this music that i like you totally. know I, so you know exactly what i'm talking yes. about so that's the sort of thing
0: yeah
1: that, um that i can get on board with but i can't <laughs> get get down with the christian singing to these lyrics and i just can't always do that all the time so
0: yeah yeah see and it's such
2: a difference because that whole element of it is out there but no it's so rarely discuss that that's an acceptable form of worship everyone just thinks they got to go and toe the line and you know say the words and and they're good with god you know
1: yeah and what's weird about that too is that you feel like there's something wrong with you if you aren't excited like everyone else seems to be excited
2: oh so there's a pressure to feel excited and invigorated by that whole ridiculous
1: process yeah and if you don't you're like what's wrong with me my you know does god hate me if You know, am I in trouble with God? What's he gonna do? I don't want to worship him. (laughs) So... Yeah, that's no good. No. <laughs>
2: that's and also really hymns bad, are actually. some of the worst songs. If God is working through people, he's not working through the people that write hymns. They are so bad. How about all those ones that end like they want to fit heaven in, but it doesn't fit. So they say hev.
1: <laughs> I've <laughs> never, I don't know. Those, but that sounds hilarious. We had Yeah,
2: we had a number of ones in the church we went to. where, really? And these are like organ, old old school hymns and yeah they're, they're trying to fit in these words but these aren't uh, it's pe- like the people are professionals at loving and worshiping god they're not professionals at writing music or
0: lyrics <laughs> so
2: they don't know how to make it fit so there's all these ones where it's supposed to end in heaven but it ends in hev and oh that's ooh,
0: funny
2: yeah like just these there's all these shortened words because they just don't know how to make it fit So yeah. So how could I respect it when I'm totally it's it's like when you're watching a a movie and the person just hangs up the phone without saying bye.
1: (laughs) When I would be singing a
2: hymn and then it just ends goes hev I I'm too distracted by that to to take anything else from the message of that hymn.
1: I started doing that with Mad Men. Like I was like, I'm going to, I'm trying to try to deliberately find a conversation where someone actually says goodbye when they're hanging up. And I don't think I've seen one yet. Like we just rewatched the entire series. Oh, <laughs> I was wow. trying to pay attention.
2: It's so annoying. I, I I can't remember where it was, what social media it was, but I was arguing with a guy about how annoying that was that people don't say bye when they hang up and he was said i'm a screenwriter and you have to understand that you know every every word we have to really labor on every word and make sure everything counts and you just don't want to waste a word by saying bye and then i said but it distracts me from the scene because exactly. i i just think oh they didn't say bye and now it's gotten so bad that now if someone actually does say bye i'm distracted by the fact that they did i'm like oh, oh they said bye <laughs> <laughs> And that shouldn't be. That's the realistic thing. And I was watching 90210 the other day because Greg and I've been watching. It's very exciting when someone says bye at the end of a conversation on a movie or a TV. Is it is very exciting. But I was watching 90210 a few days ago and uh,
1: I think Which Dylan season? walked season? In- like the new one or the oh, classic one? Oh, no,
2: no, no. I'm watching. We're watching Greg and I like slowly going through the whole thing. We're in se- we just started season three. But I think Dylan walked into the room and he went. And he just sighed. I'm like, in the time that he said... Oh, he could have said bye at the end of a phone conversation. It's not that <laughs> intense that you can't just say bye. It's one fucking syllable. You know, all They're those... trying to
1: show you how brooding and intense Dylan is. Well,
2: he is.
1: he but sigh. Yeah, but I'm just saying My the thing... timing isn't
2: that intense that they can't say bye at the end of a conversation.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a bullshit excuse. Because Total it would just add like... Realism. If someone said goodbye, yes, when they're hanging out, just bye. They've constructed like, this whole
2: thing where it's completely distracting, no matter what they do.
1: That's such a pretentious answer for him to give, too. I know. Well, I'm a Yeah, and I'm, I'm a um, we need to make every syllable count.
2: <laughs> I bet no one's ever counted any of his syllables as a
1: screenwriter. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a working screenwriter? Yeah, I did. Are, are you just a dildo? What else yeah. do you do that's wrong? <laughs> I said that to somebody today, to it felt so good. I go, so what else do you do that's wrong? And he got mad at me. <laughs>
2: that is so great.
1: <laughs> it's my co worker, he's really grumpy all the time, so I just like fuck with him basically nice he, <laughs> I know like, is that the, poster, the one that like, you don't and, like that bothers you all the time yes that one he's oh. talking to me again he got he didn't talk to me for a while after I sneezed on him and, and <laughs> <laughs> now <he's>, he suddenly <laughs> forgot he just flipped he just slipped that and, in well, he doesn't
2: talk to me ever like this.
1: And he was really pissed off. I mean, I like brought bought him cherry cokes as a truce and I apologize like four times, but he didn't talk to me for about a month. But now, now he's back at it. Did you sneeze into the cherry it.
2: coke before you gave it to Oh
1: <laughs> man, that would have felt so good. <laughs> wow, what a
2: personal victory that would have been.
1: <laughs> so was... would have. Yes. Oh God, oh, honey's oh. just jumped
2: into my lap.
1: Oh God. Oh honey.
2: She never does. This is very rare.
1: Little lap cat. Honey. <gasps> lap yeah, cat. Oh Ooh. god. <laughs> <sighs> oh. So, I guess that about wraps it up. Thank you for listening. Um call us on our dong line, leave us a dong mail. <laughs> we'll post <laughs> we'll post the number on the site cuz I can't remember it right now. <laughs> um please visit com and leave us comments cuz we'll read it and probably talk about you on the next episode. Yes. And um I guess that's all for now. So, bye
0: Simone.
2: Bye, Stephanie. Bye.